recorded live. Hey everyone, you are listening to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Today is June 14th, 2016. My name is Hassan. Welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Today is episode number 126, entitled The E3 of Zelda, because The Legend of Zelda is essentially the main focus of E3. Uh, A couple other little things we'll talk about, too, but then we're going to get into Zelda, because that's where it's at. So to discuss it all with me here today is the... Hey, ah! I didn't come in and uh, think I'm, like, dying again. (laughs) We have uh, Greg... Hey, everyone. And Barry. Look, listen. As always, we are coming at you live via TalkShoe, so you can listen to us. And you can also see us as well via Google Hangouts. We do a live video stream as well. Um, And uh, so definitely check that out. The full details are on NintendoFuse.com right now. So if you're listening via the stream and you're like, oh, wait a second, I can actually watch you guys. Well, then there you go. You'll have the link on NintendoFuse.com, and that's where you also can post in the chat, and we'll read your comments as well. You can call into the podcast live, uh, and it's a lot of fun, so definitely check that out. So I want to give a shout-out to, uh, to Mike in the chat, to, uh, to Steve as well, DJ Burgess. Um, thank you to, to everybody that is, um, uh, uh, that is there. Um, Mike is saying there is there's an echo. It's fixed. Okay, never mind. We're good. All right, we're 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 back in business. Um, so definitely uh, uh, get ready, guys. We got uh, well, well, we don't have too much to talk about, but we have some good stuff to talk about though. So um, first things first, E3. I want to kind of talk about a general sense of how we're all feeling about Nintendo at E3 so far, and and for any of us that have seen the conferences any of the other conferences, like any comparisons, things like that. So, uh, Steve, uh, let's start with you. Is there a general sense of what you're feeling, like, with, with Nintendo at E3 so far? Um, not much more than what I, I've said in the past. Like, I, it was basically what I expected. Um, I was kind of disappointed that they didn't show much beyond uh, Zelda. And uh, now that it's the first day is over, I'm still kind of disappointed they didn't show much beyond Zelda. Um, yeah, but I am very glad that I'm not there in person. Um, I was talking to someone the other day online, and I think they were kind of a little shocked that I was, like, excited that I wasn't going. Um, I guess I'm not excited. I wasn't, like, head over hills that I wasn't <laughs> there. But but I was excited that I didn't, in my opinion, waste my money on a trip to L.A. for to just see the same stuff that I would be able to see in uh, online really. Um, because I mean, like, yeah, I would be able to get my hands on um, Zelda and then able to play it, but, but really like that's a lot of money just to play, you know, a 15 minute demo. Um, and so I feel like I got a pretty good idea of what the game's like just by watching the Treehouse all day today. So um, yeah. And I have not been watching, anything else i know that uh, xbox announced their new system and uh, like an upgrade of the the xbox one and i heard that uh sony's kind of all but confirmed i guess their their next iteration on the playstation but they're not showing it off um that's pretty much all i know from what else is going on um on on the other fronts um i watched the apple one 
that was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but not necessarily E3 related. Right. Uh, yeah, I was uh, playing around with iOS 10 sidetrack, but anyways. Um, so uh, what about you, Greg? I shared most of the same sentiments. I really wish they would have done a digital event that they always lead off with in the first place. I was fine with them doing the Zelda stream for the most of the day, but I still would have preferred to start it off with a digital event and have everything there all in one piece. I kind of like the way they've done it, they've done it the last couple of years like that. So it gives you a unique sort of uh, video that they do. Um, yeah, like Steve, I would have been disappointed if I attended in person because obviously, like you said, you're just seeing the one game and there's really not a whole lot else to say outside of you can pretty much catch everything you can just by watching the treehouse. There's a 95% chance that that would have uh, sunk to be there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Barry, what are your, uh, your thoughts? So E3 is always described as gamers Christmas, and uh, I agree with those sentiments. And for me personally, my favorite part of E3 is always Tuesday morning. If it's Nintendo, it's 12:30. I'm ready to go. Nintendo is what I look forward to the most. I love the other conferences. I love to see what everyone else is doing. I love the industry, but I always look forward to Tuesday. And overall, all the We'll get to, but overall, it was very disappointing that they didn't have anything. And I understand it's a transitional year. They're trying to shelve everything for the NX and keep it secret while still say, hey, look, we at least have something for the Wii U. Uh, and I know it's kind of a bummer. Uh, I just hope they rectify it with next year uh, because they need to. They need a show presence. Uh, they need the NX there, they need to be on stage, they really need to show people that they're serious because if you saw Microsoft, if you saw Sony's, they were very good conferences. They were game after game after game after game after game with with a very few third parties actually sprinkled in there. Even Call of Duty, which usually gets like a 20 minute segment was only a quick trailer in Sony's. Uh, and out of all the other ones, EA and, and Bethesda and Ubisoft, Wii U was mentioned with one game, well, two games, I guess, uh, Skylanders and, and Just Dance, which NX actually got name-dropped as well. That's it. Out of, out of all those conferences, you get three game, or two games on two different systems. That's it. And it's, that's not a present. That's barely showing up. That's like showing up to the con with a, you know, one of those hitchhiker sticks with, a, with all your stuff in a, in a bag or in a, like a T-shirt tied to the end of the stick. And... And they didn't bring it this year. They didn't. They didn't show up. They really needed to. And if they don't rectify it next year, all I could say is that it's clear Nintendo doesn't care about E3 anymore, which I think is a business mistake. Especially considering if, even if they do a digital event, that's just like Nintendo Direct, but you have way more eyes on you. Why not at least take advantage of it? Um, well, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll we'll see what they decide to do uh, in terms of it in Space World coming back or an NX show to reveal it this fall. Or who knows? Maybe they'll just pull a Sega Saturn and go, NX on stores today. Uh, the, uh, 
I think it seems like they, you know, they realized that whatever they had for the NX, I guess, wasn't ready in time or something. So they decided to pretty much give up E3, I think. And so, uh, which is unfortunate um, because I think they still could have put together something uh, better, I think, than, than, than what they did at least. Uh, or at least have, you know, more stuff playable. Just, just getting the word out on the other titles that are, that are still coming out. Uh, like, you know, they announced, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second, new Mario Party games, the 3DS and stuff. Um, but, okay, so is that one not, you know, playable? Like, you just announced a new game, you don't want to promote it at all, you know, like certain things like that. It just seemed weird. Um, and I, I thought the, the flow of it was kind of weird, too. I uh, Like, they kind of start off the day, and they're like, all right, new trailer, here's the reveal for the new Legend of Zelda game. Everybody's hyped. It looked great. Okay, we're going to take a break and talk about Pokemon for an hour, and we're going to talk about how to catch a Pokemon. And I'm like... I was like, no, you just killed all your momentum that you just had, all this hype, like, done already. Like, what? Um, it's just, uh, that was just a bad decision. You know, they, they then they went back to Zelda, which was cool, but. Uh. I almost feel like, like, they, they didn't, they knew they didn't have enough content. And so they just, like, instead of throwing more games on it, like, tomorrow they're going to talk about more games, but, like today it's like like (laughs) like they stretched out this the same demo of zelda even for like what like five four or five hours or something like that and like why like i i saw the same stuff over and over and over again and i and like i was trying to live tweet and i was like trying to grasp the straws sometimes trying to think okay what new stuff am i am i seeing am i hearing like nothing at times and like they they definitely had plenty of space it wasn't like there was tons of overwhelming, you know, content for Zelda that they had to like, wow, we have to like take everything outside of our show because there's so much Zelda content. Like that wasn't the case at all. Right. Right. Um, I want to mention in the chat real quick, uh, Richard Romero uh, is saying, I kind of feel like the Treehouse event show a little bit too much might be just me though. Um, but, uh, you know, Mike uh, mentioned the Sneaky Mario Party announcement as well. Uh, Nitro Flame 250 said Pokemon Sun and Moon. We'll talk about that in a second as well. Um, so, yeah, it's just uh, a little odd to me, just the way they kind of structured it, I guess. But, you know what, let's, let's just jump right in. Let's kind of talk about some of the other little announcements they did make, and then we'll focus on, uh, on Zelda here. So, um, basically... Uh, one of the announcements they made was, as we mentioned, a new Mario Party game. So Mario Party Star Rush for the Nintendo 3DS. It comes out November 4th. Um, and they're basically going to be giving us our first look at the game tomorrow. And essentially, the little press release says it includes additions and changes to make it much more fast-paced and portable-friendly. Players no longer have to wait for their turn as everyone moves at once. Um, me, personally, the second I heard that is the second that I said I don't want to buy this game. I just, I, it frustrates me so much that Mario Party is just not the same anymore. I, I went to uh, this convention in DC recently, Awesome Con, and I bought uh, Mario Party 4 or 5, I think, on the GameCube, and I played that with my sisters. It was so much fun. I loved it, but I just, I can't get into the new Mario Parties. Like, I, I miss the classic style of it. Um, I don't know. Are you guys excited about the new Mario Party? Nope. <laughs> I haven't been excited about a Mario Party in a long time. Because they just they've messed up that that original style that I love so much. They haven't done that in a long time, and 
yeah, I'm just not excited anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to I go on. I was going to say, basically agreed. As soon as they went to the Wii, it seems like one that series took a turn for the worst. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to pick it up. Um, maybe not at launch, um, but eventually. I did like Island Tour on the on the 3DS. Uh, I know some people didn't. I, I enjoyed it. But at least there you took your own turn. Um, you know, will I give it a run or two? Maybe, but it, it's, we need a new classic Mario Party. Like, even if they just remastered Mario Party 1, 2, and 3, into like one game for the 3DS with all the boards and all the mini games outside of that stupid Yoshi bike game with the boo, and, and just release that, people would be happy. I would be ecstatic. I I would I would buy that day one if it was just like even one through five, like all in one package. There's I, so many mini I'll games. I'll hand over my money right then. Exactly, and how easy it's already done. Why make a new game? Just, just re-release this at the end of the 3DS's life cycle. Nice, quick, easy. Use the assets from Island Tour, like the graphic engine. You've got it already. Right. But even the graphic engine from this new one, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, for all we know, yeah. this new one using Island Tour's graphics. We haven't seen it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I may end up playing it just because I think my sister was saying she might end up getting it or something. And if it has download play, then that's that's one nice feature at least. But um, but still, it's just uh, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out more about the game tomorrow. So they so they're going to be showing it on the uh, the the Treehouse uh, live stream as well. Um, so uh, yeah, Mike is saying uh, he's more excited for the Olympic game. Um, so that'll be. Uh, That'll be interesting. Um, some of the other games they mentioned are uh, some release dates for stuff. So Tokyo Mirage Sessions hashtag FE. I forget how do you sharp. how do you pronounce sharp it? sharp 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 FE. Okay, I, yeah, <laughs> such an odd title. Uh, <laughs> Tokyo Mirage Sessions sharp FE uh, comes out June twenty fourth, so in ten days. Monster Hunter Generations comes out July fifteenth. Paper Mario Color Splash comes out October 7th, and they said Dragon Quest VII Fragments of the Forgotten Past comes out in 2016. Um, they didn't really name too much else, per se. It was just kind of just a select few titles. Um, any of those interest you all? Nope. Every one of them. <laughs> I'm actually not being sarcastic there. I actually have all those pre-orders. Nice. All right. Um, yeah, I I think outside of Dragon Quest Seven, I don't think there was a whole lot of else that I was looking to see. Not huge into like Monster Hunter. Wasn't seem too interested in the Tokyo Mirage sessions and the Olympic Games. That's weird. No yeah. mention. Uh, I know they're going to show it tomorrow, but no no release date given for Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix. They seem to have forgotten about this game and it's another Wii U game and when you've got a whopping four coming out this year an extra one is that much better (laughs) that is very true yeah that's weird yeah it it pretty much sums up my entire thoughts of of E3 this year confused I think Nintendo's confused and it confused me I'm like I know Zelda's coming out next year and I know that I'm probably not going to get it on Wii U I'll probably get it on NX so everything they're showing today 
yeah, I'm sure the basic idea is going to be the same, of course, because it's the same game, but it'll probably operate a little different. It's going to look a whole lot better. So I'm like, I'm confused at why they're showing every the lack of every. They're not talking about the right stuff. They're not showing the right stuff. I don't know. It's kind of just like they're just like writing us off. What Nintendo's fault is doing here, Nintendo is so secretive with everything they do, and Zelda's a prime example. Look how long it took to finally have them show it, even after last year being promised for not only release, but E3, and then saying, no, no, we're not ready yet. Look, If you look at Microsoft this year, and you look at their conference, they ended their conference talking about Scorpio. They, they, they said it's coming out next year. It's going to be the most powerful console ever created. They had developers talking about how extreme powerful, and, and here it is. Just picture the most souped-up console you can have. It's coming next year. It's coming from us, and all your Xbox One games will play on it. And don't, if you're an Xbox One owner, don't feel threatened because all future games will work on both the original Xbox, the S, and Scorpio just fine. So you're not alienating anybody. Here it is. We're talking about it over a year in advance. That's smart. Let people know it's coming. Nintendo could have easily done that with the NX, especially with a March release date. Get it out there nine months before you get out. Start the hype building. And instead, we know absolutely nothing about the NX officially other than it's coming out in March of next year. And you spend your entire conference, instead of saying, look at the launch titles we're building for the NX, the stuff that you don't know about, Mario and Zelda and I'm sure Metroid or whatever else they've got up their butt. We can totally nail it and 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 say, you know what, you can take that Scorpio and shove it up your butt because next year we've got the NX. And instead they're like, here's Zelda on Wii U. It's also going to be on NX. And if you're a Nintendo fanboy, you're probably going to buy the NX and you're probably going to get Zelda on the NX like most of you bought Twilight Princess on the GameCube. Right. And I think, like, it's it's kind of interesting to see the sharp contrast between, like, Nintendo and, say, like, Sony as an example. I watched the Sony conference. And it was, like, back-to-back-to-back game trailers, demos, and it was, like, super hype. Like, I was so excited, and they all looked so good. Uh, I mean, it it was just – it was awesome. And then the The very last slide – what was that? I said the pacing was great. It was never boring. There was no drag. Yeah, they didn't take that. Like, even if they did talk, it was just to kind of introduce the next thing and move on. Like, it was, like – it was quick to the point. It was was great. But then, and then the last slide was like it listed like all the games, and then we're all like, I forget what it like to be like to be announced or I forget what it was, but like or in development, in development, in development, in development. There's one with a release date, and then it said more in development, in development. So like basically these are all like games coming a year, two years from now. You know who knows what it is, uh, which sucks. But at the same time, it was like I'm hyped though. Like you know Sony PlayStation's on my mind now because those games so and they showed us you know these games that are probably really early on but it still got the hype going it got everybody interested you know and that's right. a sharp contrast to what nintendo's doing the other thing that's that what it was like is they did uh in addition to some new ips like horizon they also hit nail after nail after nail with with existing ips that are well known you had god of war you had Final Fantasy 15. You had Resident Evil 7. You know, you had a new Insomniac game, which was Spider-Man, which, you know, everyone knows Spider-Man. You have the Crash Bandicoot trilogy coming in HD. You had Skylanders. You had, you know, Battlefield. 
you had VR stuff. They were showing the VR stuff, you know. Call of Duty was thrown in there. Everything was like you knew these franchises back to back to back to back. And the few that you didn't, you know, were new ones like Last Guardian, which has been hyped forever, and, and uh, Horizon were thrown in there where it just – you didn't even realize they were new franchises because it just kind of flowed. And that's what was so good. The sad thing was they're not a single mention of the Vita. They pretty much have written it off, it seems, completely at this point. But, you know, it was nice to see them hammer that out. And Nintendo has the ability to do that on a grander scale. You've got God of War, great. We've got Metroid. You know, you've got Resident Evil, that's great. We've got Eternal Darkness, you know, Mario Kart and, and you know, Mario Golf and, and F-Zero and Star Fox. And they can just hammer out these franchises that people are love. And they don't. Even if it says in development, even if it takes three years to get it. You know, if they showed a new Metroid game that looked like a combination between Super Metroid and Metroid Prime and said in development and didn't come out until 2018, who would care? The fact that they know it's coming and they see it would be hype enough, especially would wipe the, you know, the negative reaction to Federation Force off the map. Right. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot that I think Nintendo needs to reevaluate with, with uh, the way they sort of present things. Um, so maybe with the NX, things will change. Who knows? Um, we'll have to, I guess, Wait and see on on uh, on that front. Um, but uh, a couple other announcements they did make um, were related to. Well, I, actually, I should mention uh, just more like FYIs. So there is an eShop sale uh, uh, available right now until uh, June 21st. So they're offering up to 40% off uh, on some games and an extra 10% off on uh, some titles if you are a My Nintendo member. And you've linked to your network, Nintendo Network ID and visited the eShop. Um, so there's discounts on Legend of Zelda games, Pokemon games, a bunch of virtual console titles. Uh, so definitely uh, take advantage of that. And then also for my Nintendo members, um, uh, you can get some bonus uh, coins by going to uh, um, the E3 website, the Nintendo E3 website. And there's like hidden stuff that you can kind of click on and get bonus uh, um, coins there. And they've also distributed the Legend of Zelda items um, as rewards for Miitomo. So all of those things are available. So definitely um, take advantage of that and, and get those uh, while you can. Um, but uh, one of the other announcements they made as far as uh, a product coming soon is we got some more Amiibo. Um, you know, we kind of, uh, a bunch of Amiibo had, has, released and we're sort of waiting for what new lines of amiibo are coming or what what else is in, in the works so there's more super mario amiibo on the way there is um daisy waluigi and boo and the boo amiibo glows in the dark uh and they're also introducing uh new poses uh for wario rosalina donkey kong and diddy kong um so a bunch of other uh amiibo available as well um any uh, any of those amiibo interest you guys? Are you gonna are you all still amiibo collecting or are you over it or? I don't know. Like I originally told myself I was gonna collect all the the Super Mario series because I figured it was a small enough series that I could probably it's one that it wouldn't like shoot I don't know, brick the bank, but I'd still be able to get all the pieces. But now that I'm seeing them. 
hype is not as much as it once was. And so, I don't know. I'll, I'll decide once I get closer. I get November, I guess. Um, but I'm not, like, so set on it like I once was. Um, did you mention the, the new uh, the Zelda ones, or are you holding off on that? Um, I did not mention those yet. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so we do have Zelda ones coming as well. So there's uh, a Link with a bow, the archer. There's a rider, Link on horseback, and a guardian. That's the first amiibo with flexible parts. So all of those, I don't know if they announced a specific release date, but probably alongside the game. Um, and the 2017, okay, yeah. And then the existing Wolf Link Amiibo also works with uh, with the new Zelda game as well. Yeah. So um, of those, like, I'll probably get at least those two, the two new Link ones um, alongside, you know, the, the new game. So I thought that would, you know, I'll definitely be getting those because they look really cool. And, like, they were shown on um, the Treehouse stuff too. Like, that's, they're the most, like, detailed Amiibo that they've put out yet. So um, that'd be pretty cool just to have. But... Yeah, they're the only ones, too, that I'm really excited about um, coming out. The other ones, if I get them, it will be just to kind of complete the collection. Um, I'm not so excited about, you know, having them. Yeah, in terms of the Amiibo, um, I don't know. They have to really kind of get some more uses for at least the Super Mario line because it seems like they're only really compatible with, like, the Mario Party games. Um, I think they have a little bit in, like, Paper Jam, but I didn't really find that terribly useful so far when I was playing it. Um, so if they expanded some more, like, Mario games compatibility, I would consider getting those, I would think. But in terms of if that doesn't happen, I might just get, like, the blue one because that sounds pretty neat that it glows in the dark. But I don't have the entire series yet, so I don't feel compelled to have to get all of them. Um I do really like the Zelda ones. I'll get all three of those definitely with the game. Yeah. What about you? I, I already have the Super Mario ones pre-ordered, all of them on Amazon. And, uh, of course, I'm going to get the Zelda ones. I'm still going for my 100% completion on Amiibo. I am still hundred, you know, at 100%, you know, waiting for the Squid Sisters next, uh, next month and the new colors for the Inklings. I just got the Kirby ones on the tent with Summer Isabel. So since I'm still at 100%, I'm going to keep going that route right now as long as I can. Even with the cards? I I am actually at 385 out of 400. I'm going to have to get some more trades to finish off the 400 set, the last set. And then, yeah, everything. Nice. Yeah, they... Uh... I bought so many packs of the cards that uh, I just, and I had, I still couldn't complete the collections for some of them that I'm almost feeling like I might need to give up. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I got um, Yeah. The, uh, I, I, for Amiibo, I'm kind of also like the hype is sort of dying down a little bit for me, but for me, part of the hype was the, the Smash Brothers line. Like that's my favorite game series. And to have Amiibo of all of those characters was all, just amazing. So like that, uh, I'm ready to complete that collection once they announce the last few. Um, and then, uh, and then I'll kind of pick and choose some different Amiibo here and there, probably. I'm surprised they didn't announce anything for Bayonetta, Corrin and Cloud yet. I mean, what the hell? Like this would be a perfect yeah. time to announce it at E3. Yeah, I was kind of expecting we, we very confused. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Very confused. <laughs> Coming 
2020, the final three Smash Amiibo. Unless they're going to release alongside uh, a port of Smash Brothers for NX, which was rumored or something. So maybe they're waiting until 2017 or something to like release those alongside that, or who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's you know more Amiibo on the way if you're interested uh, in that. Um, but that then brings us to the topic of Pokemon. So that was the other game that they kind of highlighted on Treehouse Live today. Uh, and a couple of bits of new info. They spent a lot of the live stream kind of rehashing uh, some of the basics of Pokemon, some of the, you know, not, not too much new there, but uh, we got to see a nice look at the way the game looks. Uh, uh, and so they kind of did a bit of a visual overhaul of, of some of the game, which looked pretty cool. Uh, some new Pokemon announced, uh, Peaky Peck, Young Goose, and Grubbin. I, I feel like they're coming up with the most random names now. I don't, I don't know anymore. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, they showed off, you know, more footage. Um, there, there's a battle royale feature where you can have four players battle like free for all, which was pretty interesting. Um, so I, you know, I, for me personally, um, as a Pokemon fan, I, I'm really excited about the new games and, and I'm kind of back in the Pokemon zone a little bit lately. I've kind of just downloading all the, the new Pokemon they've been giving away and everything and uh, just kind of excited about it again. Um, but uh, I felt like they're showing at E3 was kind of okay. Like there wasn't anything super special. I mean, we got to see some nice, you know, the way that it looks visually, uh, the new overhaul, which, which was cool. Um, but there wasn't any like big real announcements. I don't think that came with the game. Um, but uh, I don't know. Are you guys uh, excited about the new Pokemon games? Um, I, th- I think I feel the same way as you. That's when I'm like, I'm probably going to end up getting it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm like repeat myself every time um, we talk about these games, but like, I just wish I had more time to play them because I know it's going to be great. Um, but thinking in, you know, you know, a lot of time into a Pokemon game is just time I don't have as much anymore of, uh, but it looks fantastic. I, I think it's, it's what I would, was hoping that the last generation was, because um, this is like fully 3D now. Um, so I think it looks great, and it's, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I think the four-player um, Battle Royale does look kind of cool. Um, to add something new into it as well, instead of just the visuals and and uh, new Pokemon and you know new region and everything, they'll have a new mode. Um, but yeah, that I didn't see anything that was like just mind blowing today, but it's going to be a solid game. So. Yeah, Greg, what about you? Uh, well, I have to be honest, I kind of turned it off midstream. I'm not the largest of Pokemon fans. It's still on my homework list. I've been, <laughs> I'll get the late grade on the assignment, I'm sure, from Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barry, what about you? Uh... I, I mean, I'm going to get it. Uh, my wife likes Pokemon. I like Pokemon. So it's nice because we get both versions and we each play the, uh, the other version so we can trade with each other. Uh, but, you know, like, like Steve, you know, it's time, you know, I'll, I'll probably get it at launch, uh, you know, and do exactly what I did with Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Start the game, get to the point that I could receive the bonus Pokemon and then not touch it for months later when I have the time, but still log in to get the free Pokemon every time they distribute it. 
uh, just so I don't miss out. Um, that's that's probably what I'll do. Uh, I think with their presentation, like like Greg, you turned it off, and I know a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, really upset about the, their presentation. And I think the problem with their presentation was they probably scheduled it before they knew they weren't going to do a digital event. So that was when the Game Freak people could be there. So since they didn't have a digital event, they had to do it at the start when they were there, or they wouldn't be able to do it at all. And following a digital event, people wouldn't care. But here's New Zelda, now an hour of Pokemon. Uh, that, that's, that's probably why they killed their hype, because they scheduled it before they knew they weren't doing a digital event. Right. Yeah, it was it was just odd timing, I think. Um, I think the game, you know, looks good. And I think Pokemon fans, you know, from what I've seen, everybody seemed to, to like the, the new changes and visually the um, the the updates with it all. I, I think it looks really cool, and I'm excited about that. It's just uh, the presentation of it wasn't wasn't the best, I don't think. Um, but uh, but they look like they're going to be some, uh, some some really fun games. So definitely uh, definitely excited about that for sure. Um, the uh, Richard Romero thing, I feel like we already got a ton of Pokemon news prior to E3, so nothing really groundbreaking was announced. Um, yeah, I also thought it was a little odd that, like, the first little video they showed, uh, it's kind of like, oh, and, you know, they, they have a new video to present to us, and it was basically, like, two or three trailers just combined the exact same footage. It's like, oh, okay, that's, you know, like, give us some more. I don't know. It's just, it was a little just odd. It was I a good fun, break but... for me to go get some lunch. Because I was hungry, so it was like right around <laughs> noontime. It was like I hadn't eaten lunch yet. It was like, oh, good, I've seen this already. I'm gonna grab some food. Right. Yeah, it was a good, uh, good way for me to uh, shut off the stream at work uh, when my boss was taking his lunch break. So uh, <laughs> that worked out in my favor. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So we'll see. Um, I'm sure you know we'll get lots more announcements uh, over the next few weeks and months. Uh, as the game uh, comes closer to release, um, but uh, definitely uh, um, should be interesting. So November 18th, those games release. So uh, there's that. And then that basically brings us to the uh, the main topic: uh, the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. So that is the official title of the game coming to Wii U and NX simultaneously in 2017. So March. Right. Uh, well, they don't say it's just well, to say 2017. It doesn't say March yeah, 2017 anymore. I was going to say, I did, I did notice that, actually. Like, the press release and stuff just says 2017, which makes me wonder. I don't know, Nintendo. Oh. Yeah, they took that <laughs> off uh, a while back, and people were kind of speculating. That, what does that mean? <laughs> right. That would be, that would just... I, I'm not even going to get there because we're getting into a whole conversation about that. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so that's a new title. Um, a quick little summary of some of the, the things that we'll kind of discuss in detail. Um, they showed sort of a more open-world environment where you kind of have the freedom to choose how you go about it. Um, you uh, can find various weapons, collect them from defeated enemies. Uh, you can you essentially have to get food to be able to uh, to fill up Link's heart meter as well. Uh, Link can now climb uh, mountains. He can paraglide to lower areas. Um, the uh, there's climate changes, and so you have to you can wear different clothing and stuff to kind of 
uh, account for the climate changes. Um, and there's also more than 100 shrines of trials uh, throughout uh, the, the land and those various puzzles to, to solve uh, in that as well. Um, so uh, at first glance, like what are your, what are your impressions of the new Zelda, the title, the, the graphics, the, just everything about it? What are your, your, your thoughts on, uh, on the title in general? Um, maybe I, I, I hope I'm not just jumping on this because they've kind of seemed to have been drilling this in my head all day long too, but, uh, it really does feel like a breath of fresh air, um, Zelda franchise. And, um, I don't mean that just because the title is breath of, of wins, but I think it's, uh, I think I like the title actually. I think it's cool. I think it's, uh, it's a different kind of title than we've had before um, from, from a uh, Zelda game. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and I think it does kind of, you know, describe a little bit about the game, um, about how, you know, it's, it's a little more free-flowing, I guess. Um, and I, I, I know that... <laughs> So I know I said like it's gonna it take me forever to go through like a Pokemon game, um, and I don't have the time to play through that. But I will make time for the Zelda game, um, even though it seems like it's like gigantic compared to other Zelda games, um, because it's Zelda, and I'll make time for that. Um, but it does definitely does seem like they've taken a lot of uh, more of RPG elements um, this time around. I think they've they've kind of taken hints from Xenoblade and from Monster Hunter um, and games like that that. Uh, where you know you're gonna have to, you know, uh, think about how you go about um, traversing the land because you might run into sort of enemy camps, um, and about like uh, being able to um, get different resources and and put some stuff together, um, and being able to pick up weapons from other from, from your enemies and use them, and be you know needing to cook and the stamina bar and all those different things, it's definitely more of an RPG feel than, than I think uh, previous Zelda games have had. And I think it will bring uh, a really good um, breath of fresh air to the, to the franchise as a whole. And that it really does seem like this is, this is truly, I don't know, as open as a world as we've gotten before. Um, Cause you could pretty much go wherever you can get to, um, you know, obviously you can level up and, and get more stamina and get more health and everything that's going to allow you to reach further places as you go. But it's pretty open, which is pretty exciting and and kind of dangerous at the same time because I think um, I'm the type of person and type of player that can get sidetracked really, really easily. <laughs> and uh, that's probably going to happen a lot. I'm probably going to be, like, on my way to go, like, save Zelda, defeat Ganon, and then I'd be like, oh, look, a pretty thing over there. Let's go check that out. And uh, next thing I know, like three hours later, I'm like, oh, right, Zelda and Ganon. Uh, yeah, it's going to do that. So, But that's that's a sign of a good game, though, I think. So, yeah, initial impressions, I'm ready for it. Just, don't, just wish I didn't have to wait the whole year or more. <laughs> right, what about you, Greg? Well, I do have to... They, when, as soon as I first heard the title, I was almost kind of somewhat disappointed. But then after they uh, kind of explained it, then I'm like, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. And you know what? That actually is a really cool title. So it was kind of like 
when they announced like the Wii, it was like, well, what kind of name is that? That's kind of garbage. And then it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I, okay, I see what they're doing here, and now I understand. So I had one of those kind of moments when they first revealed the name of it. I don't know if anyone else did, but I don't know. Um, in terms of all the new stuff, I absolutely love it. Um, I'm also kind of worried, like Steve, about the time elements because my time has been kind of shortened to play games, especially on the Wii U. So, um, and I usually tend to be a completionist, so I'm going to try and track down all hundred some trials and unlock all the different ruins and try to collect everything that you can. So, <laughs> it's going to be very dangerous for me to try to go through that kind of effort for this one. Um, but I am really excited about all the open world aspects that Steve was kind of touching on. I like you can just climb up a mountain and just be able to enjoy the scenery. Um, it seems like it's going to be a really grand adventure, and I'm really excited to see it return to like the very first game on the original Nintendo where you just get dropped into the world, go explore, go find everything that you need, defeat the bad guys, rescue the princess, game's over. <laughs> What about you, Barry? I was... Literally, I lost my breath when I saw that trailer. Like, it was just so beautiful and was everything I could have hoped for. And after waiting the hour uh, through Pokemon and they finally started showing stuff, the smile just got bigger and bigger and bigger as they were just showing stuff. And all I could do was see myself doing those things, playing that, and just getting lost, literally, like, like Steve said, you know, I'm the same type of person, you know, I'll go, I'll, I won't like to leave an area until I've completed everything, which even includes, like, side quests and RPGs, and, like, oh, go to here, it's really urgent, oh, wait, no, there's 15 NPCs that need stuff, hold on, I'm going to spend the next five hours, you know, completing all these quests before I move on, that's just the kind of gamer I am, so I can totally see myself just getting lost. And I could already see it now, you know, starting off and just picking every apple and picking up every stick and by hour 15 just running by all that shit and saying, fuck it, I'm not picking it up. Like, just like I don't have time for it. You know, there's too much. There's too many things to pick up. But like Greg, I'm going to, you know, I'm a completionist. And when it comes to Zelda, I'm going to do everything I can to do 100%. Even, you know, I don't know if there's heart pieces. I know. You know, they only showed three hearts, and they showed some food can extend it with temporary hearts, which is kind of neat. Uh, I'm assuming there's going to be some way to increase your hearts somehow, because I don't think you're going to go through the game with three hearts. Uh, but the, everything, everything about it is just what I'd hoped for. You know, it, it very much reminds me of an of an MMO RPG offline uh, with with more action oriented uh, battles, and I love games like that, you know, and the cooking elements, which was really unique. I don't know if you guys saw the cooking segment, because uh, that was really cool. You just hold different ingredients and put them in a pot, and it cooks up something for you. Like, this interesting idea of having you eat food for cold resistance so you can climb the cold mountains. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of weapons breaking. I swear to God, if you get the Master Sword and then it breaks on you, like, I'm going to cry so hard. <laughs> Um, but you know, everything else, like it's just, just immersive. That's the word I'm looking for. It's just so immersive. And, uh, I do agree with, with some people where they did show a lot. It was, it was definitely overkill. Uh, you know, there were times where I just stopped watching and I was just like listening to them talk and I was doing other things. It was just so much, 
that they were showing, and I didn't want to be spoiled completely for all the different trials and puzzles and stuff. But some of the stuff they were showing was more like matrixy, where like you know stopping the time with stasis and like literally stopping puzzles, and, and that's weird. Like they haven't done things like that in Zelda, not to that degree. Where it was like literally like I don't know if you saw it, but it was like a, almost like Half Life. Like you could just point the camera and like the magnet. You're like literally just picking things up and like throwing them around and very, very much like gravity guns and stuff. So it's, I'm interested in playing, you know, in this sandboxy world. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I want to mention in the chat, uh, Richard Romero says, like the title, like the art style, like the open world aspect. Can't wait to see the NX version, even though the Wii U version already looks great graphically. Uh, Mike says uh, Skyward Sword was the Wii Swan Song, so I'm expecting uh, Breath of the Wild to be a Wii U Swan Song. Nothing will look as good as uh, that uh, Zelda game. Uh, Mike also mentions uh, uh, something I was going to talk about. He says Zelda Informer has an article about it saying that the apparently the E3 demo is 2% of the final size of the map. Um, yeah, it's not, e- not so, even 2%. They they kept saying that over and over in, uh, in Treehouse, that it's less than 2% all day long. Um, so, like, even though they, they showed a lot, yeah, less than 2% of the game, and they really kept, like, in my opinion, like, they kept showing the same stuff over and over again. Right. Like, really, like, started branching out, like, near the end. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think they, they showed... I was actually expecting them to show a little bit more, per se. Like, time-wise, they showed a lot, but it seemed like it could have been condensed down a lot, probably. Um, for, from what they were showing. But I'm glad that they didn't show too much more, though, because I think I, we got the idea uh, with what they showed, um, and, and, uh, uh, and it, it, was, it was pretty cool. Uh, but now, like, my mind is kind of turning, like, thinking of, like, what else, you know, could happen. Like, you know, thinking of, like, the, the bosses and, and, like, what other kinds of crazy, like, tech gear that, you know, you'll encounter in the game because they kind of tease certain, certain pieces of that. Um, it's just... It seems uh, really exciting, and I I love the uh, the art style too. I th- I thought the game looked great graphically. So if this is how it looks on Wii U, um, I I can't imagine the the uh, the NX version. So uh, should be really interesting. And I thought uh, one thing um, I don't know if you guys have seen the Japanese logo for the game. Uh, it's it's the the font of it is kind of different, and the way it says like Legend of Zelda and all that's kind of uh, uh, different. But it, it it reminds me a lot of like. Uh, like a Miyazaki film or something like one of those like logos or something and, and just the art style, like everything and the, 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 uh, the environment, the music, like it's, it's more like welcoming and like peaceful in a way. It's kind of interesting. I, I kind of like it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, initially I, I was kind of like, what was it like a year or two ago when we first heard that it was coming out. Um, I was I was kind of disappointed that they decided to go with like that more cartoony kind of look to it, um, but the but it's definitely grown on me um, over the time, and I think it, it, it was a similar approach to when they first you know when when they did like um, uh, Wind Waker and you know when when we saw Toon Link that way I was like really why would they do that and then over time I was like okay it's kind of cool actually um, I think that's the same way with this and and I and I really like hearing the thoughts behind that was really cool. It was like hearing the thoughts behind why they chose that kind of art style and the, the different kind of like painting um, and stuff that it kind of represented and how 
like, and, and there's really thoughts behind, you know, how not only did they choose the the uh, visual arts, but the how the sounds and the music and everything just goes together. And I thought the the orchestration is awesome, just to hear the the classic Zelda sounds, but with this new like orchestra behind it was really cool but then how it just melded like they said they talked about right with the the environmental sounds and how sometimes it just kind of flowed right together and and it really did create this like peaceful I mean for the most part until you're in battle or something like that but a peaceful environment that it can just welcomed you right in um I kind of like and in a real way I was like I want to live there that'd be nice um <laughs> but uh but yeah, I thought just yeah, art style in general, music, visuals was it's awesome. I really like, and I really hope that they do more things like this. I don't know if you all saw the very beginning of the stream, but they had a nice troll moment for uh, all the hardcore Zelda fans with the sword on the rock right outside of the Temple of Time, and like everyone in the chat's like, get the sword, get the sword, and he pulls it out, and it's like, oh no, the bronze sword, you know, totally trolled. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Rusty sword. Like, or whatever it was. But it was like, you know, like, I hope they do that. I hope they take Zelda conventions and just roll with it. But one thing none of us mentioned yet, which shocked me, and I forgot about it, but voice acting. First time. Yeah, I guess. Well, the, from the bits that I see, I didn't, I didn't get to see the whole uh, live stream, but... Um... We didn't get to hear too much of it yet, but I know they said there is more of it. Uh, but I, I feel like what we heard kind of, it, it felt natural. Like nothing about it seemed odd to me. I, I mean, it seemed like it fit in quite well. Um, so I'm definitely curious to, to hear, you know, more and see like, is it like voice acting? I know, so we have like a narrator doing voice acting, but like, are we gonna hear other characters actually speak? I know they said Link is not gonna speak, uh, which I'm glad about, I think it's just, I don't know. After all these years, I just feel like it would just be odd, aside from the yeah. cartoon and all that. But I don't know. Yeah, I it honestly it did not stand out to me. I I I it stood out to me like when I first heard it, I was like, oh, that's different. But it it split into being natural like so quick that it, I I thought it was new and and everything for like five seconds, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, that's cool. They got, and and I think the the little bit. I mean, it's always been a little bit of. I mean, I guess they've worked a little bit of more voice acting into each of them because, you know, while for the most part it's you know just text dialogues and stuff like that, there's sometimes you know they say like hey or link or different things like that that you could actually make out audible. You know, like oh, okay, they're saying words that I understand. Um, yeah, I guess this is the first time they've had actual dialogue, but it seems like it's mostly the narrator kind of, which I don't know who that is, because they say you don't have a helper this time. So I'm like, who was talking in the beginning then? Who was telling him to wake up? Like, was it some machine thing? Or like, what's that? What's the whole story behind it? So I think that was cool. Like, they didn't really dive into the story at all. Like, there's a lot of speculation, like, where this falls in the whole timeline and how it all comes together because they've kind of just left it all out. They're just like, here's how the game basically operates. We're not going to tell you anything else. I like that. I was going to add, I thought I saw a report saying that someone reported that the word Ganon was like in text, like in the thing. So it obviously has to refer to after Ganon's or 
uh, transformation. So it would put it in yeah. one brief timeline. Yeah, Ganon's definitely in that game. Um, it, it showed up at least one time, and I saw when they when they completed um, a dungeon or a shrine, right? Called shrines. Um, but uh, yeah, they said something like, "If you're on a quest to defeat Ganon, something, something." Yeah. Yeah, I'm really glad that they didn't get in the story. I, I feel like they did a good job of showing us enough as far as, like, this is what the game looks like. This is how it operates. You know, um, the story will be saved for the game or at least, you know, for one or two other trailers before the game comes out to kind of give us a little bit more info on, on some stuff. But, I mean, I think um, we got a good idea of what to expect, I think, with, with this game so far. So I think um, from that aspect of it, um, it was, you know, it was good. you know how with all previous Zelda games, it seems people always look for a higher challenge, uh, even outside of hero mode. And people always try to do like three heart speed runs and all that stuff. Well, this is the first time that you're going to see people do three heart naked speed runs. And I'm, I'm probably within a week <laughs> of coming out. They're going to see that. And someone someone replied to me on on Twitter when I was live tweeting today. They're like, and that's probably why they don't have a female link. Probably. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was another uh, thing that uh, there's that rumor, and so I guess that didn't come true. One of the things I wanted to touch on um, earlier, um, I know um, Barry was mentioning about like the cooking thing. I just I don't know if you guys saw this segment. We can actually cook it in the pot, or we can just cook it right over the fire directly. And then if you yeah. did like over the fire, it was only like a heart, a half heart bonus. And then if you actually had the pot, it gave you like the full two heart bonus. But I'm really hoping you can put it on a stick and like hold it over the fire. It'd be awesome. Like uh, I think you just drop it on the fire, but that would be cool <laughs> if you could put it on the stick. So I'm saying like <laughs> rotate it back there, s'mores and and Zelda. <laughs> did you did you see the thing about building a campfire anywhere? I thought that was really neat too. Yeah. 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 That was part That's of that segment, cool. I think. Yeah. I also Yeah, the whole temperature thing sounds really interesting too. Just you can just change your clothes on the fly and like be more comfortable like in when you're higher up on the mountains and everything. You have like a timer before you like you die. <laughs> It's like Majora's Mask countdown. Like, You're going to die in two minutes. You put, put on a warm clothes or eat a steak or something. I know. If only it was real like that. Like, if I was really cold and I could just, like, eat some spicy food and my my body temperature would go up enough to keep me warm. <laughs> Maybe the person right. tell the future and nothing will really happen. So what are you? Maybe. What are your thoughts about who's the old man? Oh man, maybe a descendant of Raru. That's my my guess, or a descendant of the old man from the uh, original Zelda, or a you know precursor to him. I'm not sure. I would say it's the old guy at the end of Zelda too. <laughs> It'll be the game that follows Zelda too. <laughs> Could be. Although Ganon died at the end of Zelda too. Hey, but it was like Zelda. that old guy that gave you the Triforce or whatever, and at the very end of Zelda too. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. 
Um, he died. Like he's dead in Zelda Two, like for good, unless they use Link's blood to bring him back. He won't come back there. So it's a finite point that they're going to use Ganon, so it can't be. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it all kind of fits in uh, with the the timeline and uh, all that stuff. I, I'm only kind of as the years have gone by, I've gotten more and more into Zelda, so I'm not as like versed in the the whole universe with with everything here. But um, but like I'm excited to kind of get more into it now, and I think uh, um, it seems pretty pretty cool with with all the different options that. Uh, uh, they have for how you can play the game, and um, seems like you can kind of have your own play style with it too, which is which is definitely neat. Um, so, what 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 is your play style going to be, everyone? Are you guys going to all like run and and jump and be reckless about it, or stealth, or <laughs> a mix? You know, it probably. <laughs> I usually will start out pretty careful with everything. And then as I go, I get more reckless, usually. Like, because I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this perfect and collect everything as I go. At some point along the way, like, I, I I, like the idea of being a completionist, and I get sidetracked a lot in the very beginning. But there there comes a certain point, almost every game like that, where I, I, I get to that point, and I'm just like, all right, screw it. I'm just going to, like, get done with this, like, going all the way out and, like, okay, I need to beat the thing. So, because if I, like, yeah. So that's probably what it's going to happen. I'm going to start out kind of nice and easy, and then at some point, like 10 hours, 12, 15 hours into it, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go for it. Just like the way I play other adventure games, I just go in and hack and slash. I'm not one for stealth, so I'll just go, hey, guys, I'm here. Come get me. Boom, you're dead. Boom, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going to do pretty much what Steve said. It's it's very, very reminiscent of what I will do, except that won't be a 15 hours. It'll be more like 45 to 50 by that point. Guys, <laughs> I got to end it now. Uh, it's either that or after, you know, a few hours of running around, I'll just say screw it and put in the cheat code and have a tank come down and just start blowing shit up. Oh, wait, wrong game, sorry. Yeah. Um, and what about the uh, all the, the runes and all the, the – so they had the thing that stopped time. They had, like, all these other – you know, new little mechanics. Like, um, I only got to see like uh, parts of the the live stream, kind of like skip through certain pieces of it. So, um, but what I saw was seemed really, really interesting, and it kind of makes me curious as to like what else they're going to include as well. Um, what did you guys think about the the new like uh, mechanics? I, I like really my. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I was really intrigued because the one thing that I really liked was like the magnet one. You can like pull the chest out of the water, so you didn't have to like wear put on the iron boots and go down and open them. You're like, hey treasure chest, you come to me and pull it right out of the water. I think overall I, I liked it. I think I think it's cool. Um, his <laughs> I don't know if you remember it was ITN or games game trailers we ever did like years ago they did the whole like okay next Zelda game they're going into it's like their April Fool's joke and they're like it's going into the you know uh, modern age and like they had all this you know technology and everything and um, and it was really well made um, and I think 
in my mind because that was created. I thought, you know, if, if Zelda ever does go into more of the technological age, like that's where it was going. Um, but they've, they've introduced technology, but not like overdone it, I think. I think it's definitely kind of at the at the edge. Like it's definitely powerful technology, of course, because he's able to like move things around. But it's not like in it's not like taking over the world, and it, it still seems like Hyrule. Um, so it's kind of like this technology meets magic, I guess, in a way, um, which is cool because they haven't like some games have dealt more with magic than others. And I always thought it'd be kind of cool to to bring it back in a cool way. And and it seems like that's how they've done it with tech. Um, and I'm interested to see like how they open up other things because like you know they were collecting different rubies and topaz or all these opal and all that stuff too, and so um, like how is that going to factor into um, other you know pieces of technology or the things they're you're able to build in order to to make different pieces of tech or different pieces of, of weapons or whatever as you go through I think there's there's so much more than than what they showed. Um, so I'm interested to see and, you know, what is all involved in that because I think what we saw is really cool, um, but there's bound to be so much more. Yeah, I think what they did was smart because it's still fantasy very much so and the technology is not overdone and it seems to be ancient tech, which we've seen very similar style in Skyward Sword with like the ship where you know, the whole ruins area where he was going back and forth in the future, it was very similar tech. And it, it appears to be Sheikin tech, and we don't really know much about the Sheikins, uh, you know, because they're, they're all dead by the time we were always playing the game, and they still appear to be dead. So I'm wondering, you know, if this is actually, you know, their civilization, and they had this technology before they got killed or, or died off, and technology was lost until, you know, we slowly build up to, like, steam engines by the time it gets to the spirit track, uh, and it slowly has to re refine itself. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I think it's a very smart way they did it. I'm happy with what they did. And uh, as long, you know, I think, think people were scared of technology with, like, all cars and, and helicopters and guns and, like, things that don't fit, but mythical items or mythical tablets or, or even magnets, like, it it fits in the universe. It could it doesn't feel out of place. And as long as it's used smartly and not like just a MacGuffin, then it's good. And I liked one thing. I was actually the segment uh, where Greg mentioned about pulling the chest out of the water, where they mentioned specifically that hey, these items have uses outside of dungeons. They're not just dungeon specific. And boom, go ahead and and, and use it for the boss, and then never use it again. Uh, they actually have uses in the overworld, and I think that's great because i think one of the best items ever that got the the poor treatment was the spinner in twilight princess as awesome as that was it had very little uses outside of the actual uh dungeon it was it was found in right yeah definitely seems uh really interesting with uh with what they're doing uh with the items and how you can they have you know various uses and and you can kind of really choose which item to use and when and there's not really any order of it it's not you you get this item and then you go to this dungeon and then you have to get this item to use for this dungeon it's you kind of have the free control over over some of that which is uh uh uh, definitely an interesting change i i like that as well um another thing i just i just thought about is kind of off topic a little bit um 
one thing that I thought was really cool is how they were kind of hearkening back to uh, the original NES game and some of the, the old artwork and stuff that we've had from before. Like there's that artwork of Link kind of out on the, 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 the cliff and everything. And, and then, you know, you can kind of see how that looks with uh, Breath of the Wild. Uh, and it just looked really cool. And there was also in the, uh, uh, when they announced the, the title of the game, um, they had like the, that image that I've seen before. Um, I don't know what game it's from or, or, or what, but there's the image of the, the master sword, I guess it is. And, and, uh, in like this, this forest or something. Um, and so, and it was there and then it turned into the title and it was kind of like, I've seen that image before as artwork from, I guess the previous Zelda game or something. Um, and then, uh, it's cool to see it like in video game form now like this with, with uh, breath of the wild. I thought that was really interesting how they kind of title that together. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, although there was one change, I don't know if I'll be happy with, and with that was like the inventory management with the, you can only hold so many weapons at a time or something like that. I'm never really fans of when you have to like discard stuff. <laughs> It's like, well, what do I get rid of? Do I get rid of my plus three sword or my plus two sword? And it's like, well, the plus two sword does extra damage against this or something or some sort of thing like that. So, I don't know. Obviously, yeah, it's unknown to have the infinitized pouch. And <laughs> so, That's going to be really sorry. annoying if you pick up too many apples and then it's like, you have to cook these because I need the inventory space. So, all right, hold on. I'm going to need, you know, the next 20 minutes just cooking things for inventory space. Like, that that just drags the game's pace down. Right. There's a lot, like, I feel like I'm going to get, it's just going to eventually start to annoy me to be picking up everything because it was like every five, like, not every five, every, like, two seconds, like, you know, you're picking up an item, like, it's just, Every enemy you kill, multiple stuff fall. Like I feel like I'm gonna get annoyed of just picking this up, picking that up. Like eventually, I'm just gonna be like, you know what? Screw it. Just I'll just let everything stay on the ground. I don't care. Like it just seemed like it would. Uh, it was gonna be a lot. Well, there was a segment with uh, where they were fighting Sappho's, and the one one guy was telling the player like, hey, pick up the arm and beat beat the Sappho's to death with the arm. And her weapons were full, and she had to toss a weapon, and then she went to pick up the Sappho's arm, and she picked up her weapon that she just tossed again. And, like, it was very cumbersome, that part. And I was like, that could just be alleviated by giving us more inventory. You know, there, there are certain games, older games, where it's like, oh, PS2 limitations or GameCube limitations, and, and memory was an issue. But you can't tell me memory is an issue that you can't hold more than, like, eight weapons. Like, you got to be able to do that. <laughs> it has to be powerful enough to hold that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it made it seem like only the weapons were limited. It, I don't know if it applies to the food and like other items that you can get, but I don't know. Maybe I wasn't paying enough attention for that part, but it made it seem like it was mostly just like the weapons. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to see. <laughs> if anyone out there has played the demo and can can let us know, let us know. Or <laughs> <laughs> on the site. Right. Right. Um. Uh, FYI, so Steve said he lost power for a bit, which meant uh, internet went down to be back soon. But he just uh, sent me a message, so um, he'll uh, he'll be back in a bit. Um, but to kind of start to, uh, I guess, uh, wrap things up while we wait. Um, so Nintendo really, you know, they're each be showing. We already kind of discussed our thoughts on uh, the lack of this, and you know, the poor presentation of that, and right, but. 
their big title was this new Zelda game they're showing for Wii U, the one playable game they have. You know, they're really kind of putting everything on this one game. Did this one game live up to the hype and everything for you? Um, what do you guys think? I definitely don't think it really carried E3. I mean, I would still I would still rank it as their weakest E3 showing that I've seen. And that goes back to like the reveal of like the Wii console. <laughs> so, I mean, I love Zelda. It's probably gonna be one of my favorite games, if not my favorite Zelda game. But it just bringing one game in general is. I think it was a pretty poor idea. Yeah, it it don't get me wrong, it's my game of show, um, bar none. It is definitely uh you know, takes the cake. I am very excited for this. I will get it day one, I will play the hell out of it. But as it it, it was an impossible hype. Absolutely an impossible hype. Um to to ever reach based on how much weight they were putting on it. Uh, they weren't going to please everybody. I've seen some people who were upset, uh, some people who loved it, you know, like us, um, but it was impossible to please everybody. Even still, it was not enough to base the entire E3 on. Uh, not not E3. A Nintendo Direct, sure. I mean, hell, they gave us a five-minute Pokemon Direct. <laughs> that was really just a trailer and and the, the announcement of sun and moon and that was it um but the uh they they needed something else especially at E3 and and they have other games and yeah they're going to show them at the treehouse but even if they threw something together where hey we're not even going to talk about new stuff outside of Zelda we're just going to reannounce everything that's coming and show new footage of everything that's coming and just built the direct on Paper Mario, Rhythm Heaven, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, uh, Mario and Sonic Olympics, Pokemon Sun and Moon, uh, the new Mario Party they could obviously show, uh, Monster Hunter Generations, uh, you know, maybe some... Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest 7. They they can take at least that. At least it would be something. And then they could end it with with Zelda, uh, now the moment you've all been waiting for. And, And just be honest. And say, look, we have stuff in development. It's it's stuff coming next year for the NX, and we're just not ready to show you yet. So in the meantime, here's what we do have. I think fans would be happy with that because at least they would be honest. Instead of saying, no direct, nothing, just Zelda, and then retracting that, oh, yeah, we're going to show some other stuff. But it's nothing new. I got to say, I'll Mario Party, I guess. Right, right. Um, yeah, so I guess, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see, uh, what comes next from Nintendo as far as the NX. I mean, that's really, now that E3 is done, I mean, um, we've seen Zelda, you know, we know the select few games that are coming out now. Um, and now I think we're all just waiting to find out when they start talking about the NX. Um, so hopefully it's in the near future. Um, we'll see. I don't know. Um. But I guess that's really kind of the next uh, main thing from Nintendo for them to to finally reveal. Yeah, I don't I don't see a summer direct at all outside of I, I, next Nintendo direct has to be a next because if they 
swear to God, if they come out like in June or July and say, hey, well, this is June, what am I talking about? Like August, hey, we're having a new Nintendo Direct for the fall games for the Wii U and 3DS. I'd be like, where was this at E3, you son of a... <laughs> like, right. Like, it's time to do it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think the next one has to be the reveal, and who knows when that's going to be. Maybe August? I don't know. <laughs> you know, and Nintendo's in a tough spot because they're they're in a distant third right now. They've got everything against them. Literally, the perception is against them. You know, so many people are hyped for the NX. So many people think it can't succeed. And at the same time, none of us know anything about it. It's all speculation. (laughs) Everything is speculation. And it's impossible with this much speculation to please everybody, just like with Zelda. You know, there are people who want it to be a hybrid. There are people that want it to have discs. There are people who want it to have cartridges. There are people who I think need to be shot that want it digital only. Um, you know, there are people in all camps at this point because nothing is known. So whatever they do, it's got to be big and it's got to please the mass audience. Uh, they can't pull an Xbox. If they do something, uh, and I, I guarantee if they say, oh, it's a digital only box like a Roku, but it's also a portable and you could just like stream it back and forth, there's going to be outcry. And it's going to be like the Xbox DRM where, where they uh, had to retract everything because it's such a negative response. Um, but they, they have to do something and they need to get back in good graces, not just with third parties, which they've needed to for a while, but with the consumer period, you know, 12.5 million we use is pitiful in the grand scheme of things. You know, they're going to base it more on the 3ds, uh, if, if it is a portable and say, Hey, the 3ds sold 50 million down from the 140 million that the DS sold, but we're going to try to merge the market well with the growing smartphones if it's portable only you'll probably only sell 30 million now well we need to recoup it and 30 million with the 12 and a half of the wii u is not even the 50 million that that the 3ds has already sold so they need something and they need to come out swinging and you know as much as franchises like the wii sports and and uh you know uh we fit and stuff like that. They did Sing Party. Those franchises are fine. The casual franchises are fine. As long as they don't take the spot of a AAA title. They have the library. They have the IP. They could come out swinging and throw in the casual stuff in the mix where we won't even care. We won't even see it. It'll just be like Mario, Zelda, Disney Art Academy, Metroid, Star Fox, Just Dance. You know, whatever. Like, like, we won't even care about those because there's no reason to focus on them. Right. I think they, they, they took the hit with this E3 um, and, and hopefully they knew that they were kind of doing that in a way. And, and as they kind of preparing for NX, but I hope that they don't waste that. And I hope that they, you know, whatever they needed to um, uh, kind of hold back and get ready. I hope that they do like, like Barry said, come swinging with it. And, and, uh, uh, and kind of, you know, wow us with, with the NX. So, um, so we'll kind of see with that. Um, so, uh, that kind of, you know, starts to wrap up things for, uh, for, for this episode here. Um, 
I uh, do want to mention, so even though today was the first day of E3 for Nintendo and they showed off Pokemon and Zelda and all that, um, tomorrow they do have uh, more stuff on Treehouse Live. Uh, as mentioned, it's going to be a first time seeing the new Mario Party game for the 3DS. Uh, they announced that Rhythm Heaven will be shown tomorrow along with a new IP on the 3DS as well. So um, definitely, uh, you know, I guess stay tuned to a Treehouse Live tomorrow and we'll see what uh, what comes of that. So uh, stay tuned to NintendoFuse.com for, for uh, all that news as well. Um, any uh, any uh, Anything else you guys want to add uh, before we end this? Uh, Steve, Greg, Barry? Mm, I can't think of anything. I, I, hope, I hope I'm incorrect in this, but something tells me the new IP tomorrow for the 3DS will be Isabelle's Amiibo Adventure or something with a new set of cards. Like just some something in my gut is like, oh my god, please make it be a good IP. Like not not milking <laughs> something good. Did say role right. playing, so it's more likely to be an RPG of some kind. So hmm. maybe Dark Shop is coming back. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Jeez, there's a franchise yeah. Nintendo to be forgotten about for <laughs> how many years now? Twenty five. I, Maybe well, they, uh, they Mother 3. released on a virtual console not too long ago. Um, or re-released it. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, it is. Oh. You didn't see that? No. It and they, it's a uh, it's sequel, too. Um, on Wii and Wii U, virtual okay. console now. Yeah, I, um, I was just saying you're alive. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been here on the phone call the whole time. I just didn't have internet. So I think <laughs> our, our live video stream died. Um, but we'll see. As I guess, I think it, no, things are shot. Bad. I don't know. I don't know if my modem died or what. But anyhow, um, besides the point. Uh, yeah, I think at this point, like <laughs> Nintendo has succeeded in um making me uh drop my expectations considerably. So at this point, they could probably release you know Mario Ghost. I don't know, shopping or grocery store shopping or something like that. And I'd be like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing because they have nothing right now. Oh, my God. Could you imagine, like, a supermarket sweep-style game but with Mario? <laughs> <laughs> See, that actually sounds fun. I mean, I shoot. Why not, right? <laughs> hey, if we're going to go batshit crazy, why not? <laughs> oh, man. Um yeah, we'll see. And there are rumors of Mother 3 coming at some point. I doubt that's going to happen, but maybe they'll surprise us tomorrow with that or whatever. Who knows? Um, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, at this point, like Steve said, I'd, I'd be down for Mario Go Shopping. I mean, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, exclusive. Mario Go Shopping <laughs> for 3DS tomorrow. Oh, God. Uh, of classic game shows, but with Mario. Like thousand dollar pyramid and <laughs> and you know wheel of fortune whammy Jeff, whammy whammy you know. <laughs> I'm down. So, <laughs> Sounds good to me. Those are better party games than Mario Party, so why not? Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, <laughs> that wraps it up for our uh, E3 special or our whatever this E3 episode is, not much of an E3 this year, but uh, 
we'll be back uh, soon, hopefully with uh, something better from Nintendo. Um, and uh, But as always, stay tuned to NintendoFuse.com for all the latest Nintendo news and reviews. Thank you to everybody that, uh, that joined um, today as well. And uh, we'll see you all next time. See you guys later. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't want to end. Yeah. It, and <laughs> and tennis like issues, no matter what. I told you this podcast is never going to end. Yeah. <laughs> shut down my power, my internet. Now we're shutting down the call. Man. You can't shut down the call. <laughs> I can't shut down the call. If you were at this point, I hope, I hope at least you're laughing at us at this point. It's going to cut off at the most random. Like, watch Nintendo just shock announce, like, something crazy. And, like, oh, my gosh, Nintendo just announced. And then it just cuts off. <laughs> yeah, you, know, right. you know, I don't know. You guys didn't watch, but uh, during the Sony conference, I, I was, I, while watching it, I was talking with my friend because we always do that when the conferences are on. And Sony was talking about, oh, a famed developer. And that's when uh, when Kojima came on to announce his new game, but I said to my friend, watch it be Miyamoto, like, how fucked up would that be? Like, just here <laughs> comes Miyamoto onto the stage, you know, at a Sony press event, like, that would just totally blow minds, or if Microsoft <laughs> and deal with Nintendo, the Scorpio is really the NX, or something like that, like, something crazy. That would be pretty, uh, pretty insane. We should just title this segment Nintendo is <laughs> dark at this point. <laughs> oh man! And well, all right, I'm gonna see no. if I can hang up and call back in or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this has happened before that one time. That's what you had to do before, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right, let me try this. I'll be back. People who are listening, I'd be like, oh, you know what the hell? Not even a goodbye again. <laughs> We're in the after dark hours. I'm just watching. I think my ca- I'm pretty sure my cable modem got fried and the power shutting off. Storms up there or something? What's that? Are you having storms over there? No, no. So not like fried from lightning or anything. Probably just fried from the power just surging on it. Um, good. So I don't know. Well, yeah, didn't it's, work. Unfortunately, it's across the room. <laughs> you work for tomorrow for the, the Treehouse Live. <laughs> we'll be here live discussing Treehouse Live all day. <laughs> and all night. Uh, Meanwhile, we're going to be like snoring the whole time. Let's uh, rewatch right. the That's entire a... Zelda stream from today and do some commentary <laughs> on it. <laughs> but first, we got to do that hour of a uh, Pokemon stream. <laughs> Oh, man.